We are continuing in our sermon series on the Sermon on the Mount. We um, just have a couple of weeks left, and we'll, we will have um, gone through the whole thing. But this morning, we are in uh, Matthew chapter 7, and we're just going to look at these three verses, verses 12, 13, and 14 of Matthew chapter 7. This is what Jesus says. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So there's a very famous children's book. Um, we've read it to our kids a number of times by Shel Silverstein. It's called The Giving Tree. And there's, um, you know, there's actually some conversation about the book in literary circles of whether or not the tree is sort of a model of sacrificial giving and it's a wonderful thing and to emulate or whether the boy is sort of taking advantage of the tree and its, and its generosity through all the stages of life. But I'm sort of thinking of it in that, that second way this morning. I'm thinking about, you know, the, the boy, is he really treating the tree like, like he wants to be treated. You know, do unto others. You know, so, so through all these stages, at the beginning of life, he plays in the tree, he swings from its branches, he climbs, and then later when he falls in love, he carves into the tree, and then he sells the apples for, uh, to make a little money, and then he uses the tree to build a house and a boat, and then at the end of his life, he comes and sits on the stump of the tree. But through, you know, through one perspective that the boy, he is called the boy through, through the whole thing, even when he's, when he's 90 years old, he's only thinking of what he wants. He's only thinking of what he wants, what he can get, what he can uh, attain out of the situation. And I just, you know, I thought what an interesting um, lens to think through what Jesus says here, this famous, famous verse, the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Do unto others. That's, that's all I want to say to you this morning. That's all I want to think about because um, if, you're any, if you're anything like me, you, you'll be chewing on this, you know, all this week and the weeks to come. Do, what, what, would, what, what would I like? You know, how could I be kind and loving to this person? How would I want to be treated in this situation? It applies to every single part of our lives. And the, the, the way I want to get into this, the way that I want to teach this morning and communicate this to you, is to think about the what and the how and the why. You know, the what, what is the golden rule? What is Jesus really teaching here? And then the how, well, how do we live it out? How do we actually live out this incredible teaching that summarizes the whole Old Testament according to Jesus? 
And then why? You know, why would we want to do this? Why live out the golden rule? So the what, the how, and the why of the golden rule. And in all these things, we're going to learn, you know, do unto others. Do unto others as you'd have them do to you. So what does Jesus mean here? He's done all this teaching, you know, time and again. We saw that he said, you have heard it said, blank. You have heard it said, do not lie, do not murder, do not cheat, all these things. But I tell you, and then he comes to the end of the Sermon on the Mount. There's only a few more verses. There's only a little bit more of teaching. And he says, do unto others as you would have them do to you. That sums up the whole law and the prophets. The law, what, um, you know, the, the law, the audience that was around him at that time, they would have understood that to be the first five books of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Those are long books. They take up a good chunk of the whole Bible, and they certainly take up a good chunk of the Old Testament. And that was, uh, you know, the Mosaic Law given by Moses to shape the community of people, to, to give characteristic to Israel at that time. That was so, so important. It was, it was everything to them. I mean, people spent their whole lives studying the law and teaching it. And it's staggering to think that Jesus summarizes it in three words. <laughs> Do unto others. This is the whole, not only the law, but also the prophets. So in the beginning of, of his teaching, in Matthew 5, verse 17 Jesus says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. That's the first bookend. And this is the other side of that. This is the other bookend that says, Do unto others. That's the summary of the whole thing. And you might think, well, how does this apply to me? You know, what, is, what does the law of Judaism 2,000 years ago, what does that have to do with us? Well, all of us live by some sort of law. All of us live by some guidelines, by something that, um, that dictates how we live. You know, if we, if we live up to our own expectations, then we feel okay. But if we don't, we feel disappointed. We feel even, even ashamed sometimes. And different sets of people in our culture have different laws that they live by. They don't say it. We don't like to think of ourselves as people who have to live according to uh, a set of laws or rules. But we all do this. Conservatives do this. Liberals do this. Democrats do this. Republicans do this. All across the board, we have this set of laws that we live by. And so it still is very much part of our world today. Jesus says, the law and the prophets. So, the Old Testament, what we call the Old Testament, it's the law, the first five books, and then the prophets, so many of the other books, the major prophets, the minor prophets, and these were, you know, this was essentially the rest of the Old Testament. 
the prophets were there to challenge the people, to say, come back to the law. Come back to living how God wants you to live. Don't chase after these other gods. Don't do all these things that these other nations are doing. And the prophets came. And some of them were well-received. Some of it resulted in repentance and renewal and faith. But most of them, in their own lifetime, in their own teaching, they were not well-received. Jesus says, do unto others. That is enough. That is a huge challenge to the people of God to live out how God wants us to live. So the what, it's, it's the law and the prophets. I also um, learned and recognized in reflecting upon this, you know, the simplicity of it. The simplicity of it. Instead of having to memorize the 517 laws that the people in Jesus' time tried to live by, Jesus is saying, do unto others as you'd have them do to you. What a burden that must have been. If they took this seriously, if they wanted to live this out, the burden was lifted off of them. And isn't it interesting that you don't have to memorize, you know, the first five books. You don't even have to go to anyone else. You don't have to go to a teacher of the law or some expert or a priest or anything like that. You can just say, hmm, you know, this is a difficult situation. This is a difficult ethical quandary. What would I want to have done to me? How would I want to be treated? That's how I'm going to treat other people. Martin Luther, 500 years ago, he said, the book is laid into your own heart. And so it's clear that you don't need glasses to understand Moses and the law. You are your own Bible, your own teacher, your own preacher. So to, the, to those who are maybe doubting or to those who think, oh, I, I don't know how I can handle this situation, you know, I say, you've got this. <laughs> you know, don't, don't believe in yourself, but believe in the Holy Spirit that's inside of you, that's guiding you, that's saying, you know, I, there's so many situations that I can say, do unto others. How, how would I want to be treated? There's, there's something inside of us that always wants someone else to tell us, you know, what to do. That's why people, you know, read horoscopes or go to fortune tellers or um, seek out counsel. But there's so many situations where we could just say, what would I want in this situation? And then... This is the important part. Actually do it. <laughs> Actually do the thing that you, you know, that the way that you would want to be treated. Go out and treat the person like that. Follow through and do it. That's the what of the golden rule. That's what Jesus is teaching here. That all the law and the prophets can be summarized. It's a simple rule of life. And we go out and we do it. So how? How do we live this out? I mean, this, as, as I said earlier, this, the golden rule, it's so applicable every day of our lives. You can almost look at any story in the news, any situation that we find ourselves, any relationship that we're trying to, to work out, 
and we can say do unto others. I just picked one. You guys, most of you know that I'm a big sports guy and I like keeping up with all of that. And what's been going on the last few weeks in the sports world is really upsetting because they're letting crowds back into the games, which is great, but people are behaving worse than ever. At the, you know, last Sunday night, there was a USA-Mexico soccer game, and when the USA scored the winning goal, they were pelted by beer, bottles, um, cans, um, all kinds of debris thrown at them, and um, it's just so disrespectful. And then the NBA, a player got spit on a couple weeks ago. Um, people got, a player got popcorn thrown on him as he was um, leaving the court. Somebody got hit by a water bottle. And they're, you know, they're arresting these people for assault, and they're kicking them out of the stadium, not for the day, for the rest of their life. And yet they still do it. And one of the basketball players said, you know, in the light of all this, he said, have some respect for us as human beings, and have some respect for yourself. And I like this part. Your mother wouldn't be proud of you throwing water bottles at basketball players or spitting on players or tossing popcorn. Grow up and enjoy the game. I thought that was a pretty good quote from, um, from Kevin Durant. Nobody wants to be spit on. Nobody wants to have stuff thrown at them. Why, so why are we doing it? It's... It's ridiculous. We would never, ever do something like that in the light of the golden rule. And, you know, we kind of make excuses for people. You know, I think they think, oh, well, you know, those basketball players, they, they're rich. They've got everything figured out. They're, they're so entitled. We're all human beings. Rich, poor, black, white, gay, straight, whatever it is, we're all human beings. And we're all made in God's image. And everyone deserves to be treated with respect, with kindness, with love, with gentleness, just how we want to be treated, especially when we mess up. That is the how of the golden rule. You know, just apply it. Apply it to every situation in life. And then the, the why. The why of the golden rule. Why would we want to do this? Or how are we even doing with this? Because if I take a long look in the mirror and I reflect on my life, I think about all the times that I don't live this out, that I don't treat other people the way that I want to be treated. Jesus says in a, in a little later, just a few verses down, verses 24 to 27, he says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise person who builds their house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it didn't fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Jesus summarizes everything. And he says, you know, don't just hear these words, but live them out. That's how you build your house on the rock, not on the sand. Live out my teaching. Do unto others. But there's something inside of us that, that rejects that. You know, we don't want to live by any set of rules or guidelines 
Or if we do, it's the ones that we make up, that we, that we want to abide by. But there's something, you know, the human part of us, the part that's flawed and sinful and broken, we don't want to live, even by the golden rule. You know, it sort of sounds good, but we don't want to live by it. The Heidelberg Catechism is extremely stark and honest and real about this. It says, I have a natural tendency to hate God and my neighbor. So not only is there a part of us that hates the law or living according to these guidelines, we even hate the person that created it. Even though God's saying, this is good for you guys. This is how I want you to live. This is for your own protection. There's a part of us that rejects that. And if you look at anywhere in the Bible, Genesis, Jeremiah, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Revelation, you see that that's true. That in our natural state, it's just all about us. Me, me, me. We, we want things our way. We want to do things according to how we think. And that's just how it is. You know, it's like the, the Beatles sang a song, I, me, me, mine. That's sort of what, what it's about. And our failure to live out the golden rule, it's, it's because we are fallen and we're broken. And we need, we need Jesus. We need his grace. And so we talked about the what and the how and the why, but we also need to talk about the who. The who of the golden rule. Because Jesus gives the golden rule, and then he, he acts it out. He sort of takes his own advice. And he forgives us. Even, you know, even when we act like spoiled brats, even when we try to throw off the law and do whatever we want, Jesus forgives us. God sent Jesus, his only son, to teach us these beautiful words, and then to go to the cross to forgive us and to take, to take our place. And Jesus even, you know, do unto others, we want to receive forgiveness when we mess up, when we make a huge mistake. And Jesus did that. Jesus did that even for the people that crucified him. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. So Jesus lives this perfect life that I could never live. And then he takes my place on the cross and dies the death so that I don't have to, to die or be separated from God. But when I trust in him, when the Lord takes us from this earth, we go and we be with him. We never have to be separated from, from his love or from his mercy. And, and the minute that we put our faith in, in Christ and we trust in him for salvation, we receive the Holy Spirit and we can go and we can live this new life. And so all the times when we feel disappointed in ourselves or discouraged and say, you know what? I, I can't even live like that. I, I, I don't even do unto others. I don't treat people the way that I want to be treated, really, if I'm honest. And those words wash over us. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We don't have to live, you know, accused or condemned. We live this new life. 
and, and we show gratitude to everyone around us. We go and we, we love our neighbor. We do unto others as, as we would want done to us. That is the golden rule, and that's the who behind it. That's the most important thing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this, this teaching that you have given us in the Sermon on the Mount. That, Lord, not in our own strength or not just trying harder or doing more, getting busier that we would do unto others, but we would, we would do that out of gratitude for who you are, for what you've done, for the indescribable gift of Jesus Christ who died for us. Lord, help us to understand more and more what you've done in Christ, how you've given us that, the model of the golden rule, and how you can empower us to live it out. Show us what that means, Lord. Renew us in the Holy Spirit so that we can live this out. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen.